You think you know me. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the kingdom. If you're listening right now, then you have entered into the realm of the kings of the rings, where we talk all professional wrestling. We break down every single week WWE, NXT, and any other company there is out there to talk about. You know it, you love it, and boy, have we got it. Every week, we are joined by the host, the founder, Will Tarashuk. Chuck Effin Palumbo. Oh, did you even watch Raw? Did you even watch Raw? And where would every front man be without his star-studded co-host, the co-founder, the co-proprietor, the man, my main man, Christian McLaughlin himself, the man of the hour, he has all the power. The party's pregnant. Corporate undertaker. Gold right there. And together, we form the Kings of the Rings podcast, where you name a ring, and we will sure as hell become the king. We have fun, we make you laugh, we have segments, we have best of the rest. And of course, in there, there's fun and games, there's impressions, there's anything you can think of, you know it, and we got it. Believe! Yeah, Macho Man coming to get you. Macho, Macho Madness, yeah, commentary, oh yeah, we're going to WCW, McMahon, oh yeah! <laughs> I, I, uh, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here, I, uh... And all that and more coming up right here on the Kings of the Rings podcast. Cause it's time, we're the kings, oh it's time of the rings. It's Kings of the Rings! Time! Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 15. I am your host. I am, it's me, it's me, it's Willie T. Been gone a few weeks. Uh, I moved back into school. I am back. I am back in New York. Um, and I'm just back at school enjoying life. But you know what? I took a little while to end up in it. I finally watched SummerSlam. All caught up with decent stuff. I missed a few NXTs, but hey, whatever. Um, got... Night of Champions this weekend, that should be fantastic. And other than that, it's just been slow and steady. It's been good times. So I guess we'll catch up on that. Um, Sting is back, Taylor's gone, Lesnar's gone. So I guess we'll go from one retired to one old star to another. I guess that's how we like it. Um, I guess maybe podcasts start being like Undertaker. We need some special occasions. This is a special occasion. We have wrestling talk about just me tonight. So let's see what happens. Let's see where it goes. 
All right. Now I am back. Um, I'm currently in my rooms. As I said, the past two weeks. Um, well, actually, I've been in New York since the end of August, so I've been here almost a full month. Um, I moved in and there was no internet, so I had to live for almost two full weeks without any internet, so that really sucked. Um, I'm not sure how the acoustics in this room are right now, so there might be a little bit of an echo, but whatever. Uh, no Christian tonight. Um, he got stuck in traffic. Honestly, I don't know what he's doing or where he's been, but I figured, screw it, may as well do a show, and then he'll catch on eventually and start doing shows again, because, um... My schedule's not as busy during the school uh, during the summer, but his is busy during the summer and vice versa. So I'm very busy during the school year, and he's usually not because you know he doesn't go to college, but he works a full time job. But whatever, I'll make time. He'll make time. We'll get it done. So um, I haven't talked on a mic since before SummerSlam. I think I gave my preview for SummerSlam. My predictions um, they were wrong. A lot of them were wrong. Um, Dean Ambrose did not turn heel, but I do like what they're doing with the Wyatt family. Um, I'll get into that later with frigging Braun Strowman. He's the guy who chirped us out on Twitter. Um, so, thoughts and reactions on him to come later. Um, I like to do what they're doing with the third guy. Um, I thought overall SummerSlam was a great show, top to bottom. Um, the, the stupid finish with the Cena match, um, whatever. Um, the Lesnar-Taker match, you know, take it what it is. Um, I just don't want the third match to be at WrestleMania, which it probably will be. But that's the way the business works. That's the way it is. Um, one thing I will say about the um, John Cena, Rick, um, John Stewart thing is that it was supposed to be Ric Flair. And um, Vince McMahon just took the um, opportunity to throw away uh, perfect storytelling for um, headlines in the media. So that was his choice. Business decision. I totally get it. But in terms of wrestling, it just didn't make sense. The storyline, I didn't really like it, obviously. So, that's that. Um, so, Rollins has both titles now. He has a statue, or had a statue. Um, it's it's okay. I mean, I don't like seeing anybody carry two belts, because now there's really just two singles belts in the company right now, kind of, even though I do like that Rollins is wrestling twice on Summer uh, Night of Champions. That's fantastic. That's going to be awesome. It's going to kick off the show hot with Cena, hopefully get a victory, um, and then eventually towards the end of the night to see what happens. I could see Sting winning. I could see Rollins winning. I could see, I could see Sheamus cashing in because honestly, I think they just need to get rid of these two belts as soon as possible and sooner rather than later. Um, so one thing I just want to mention on Rollins' title reign as a whole um, I think he's being a very effective heel. Um, he's been put in very tough booking situations. Um, like this Monday Night on Raw, he tapped out to Sting. Uh, he tapped out to Cena. He got pinned by Ryback. But after all that, um, he came out on SummerSlam and put on a hell of a match. He wore the white. He played it up. Um, in a terrific match. And his mic, his mic skills are ten times better than what they used to be. And just overall, he's doing the best work of his career. And he could possibly be one of the best workers in the business today. Um, and he's still in his prime. Rollins is still getting better. Um, he's getting better by the week, even. His promos are getting better. He, he stumbles every now and then. And his promos go very, very long sometimes. But it's a three-hour show. And I'd rather have him doing a 20-minute promo than having John Cena or Triple H or Sting doing a 20-minute promo. So that's good. Um, his future is very, very bright, which is not something you can say for many young stars on the WWE roster. 
Um, so Sting came out um, from the box. Now, my first thoughts on that was, okay, obviously something's going to happen with the box because they showed the statue in the middle, beginning of the night with Triple H and Stephanie way back a few weeks ago. Um, but I did not expect I did not expect Sting. Um, like as I said, my previous in the previous show, I thought Sting was going to get involved with Undertaker. I thought it would have been better because I don't think many people want to see Lesnar Taker three. But you know, it is what it is. Um, so I think it's going to be good to get the rub from Sting. Uh, I think it's going to be a good match. Sting is one thing I know about Sting when he was in the ring. He looks small. Maybe it's because Rollins is so tall. I don't know. I think I didn't remember from TNA Sting being that small, um, like short. I mean, he still he still looks in shape. He can still move. Um, he still has the bald spot, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this match. I'm excited to see what he can, him and Rollins can put together. I'm excited for the Rollins Cena match. I've seen it a billion times by now, but they still put on a good match. Cena's always stepping up. Um, one thing I will say about this build up: Cena's been taking a back seat. Sort of, he hasn't been getting that much attention. I don't even think he's cut that many promos. And honestly, that's fine. Um, I wish they kind of paid more attention to it, though. Um, just because, you know, he spent so much time building up that U.S. title. And now it's just kind of, not really, it's not an afterthought. It's just not, it it, lo- it lost some of its value. Um, so, hopefully... See, this is where I'm conflicted because I want two titles to go away, but I don't. I don't want Rollins just to have the U.S. title. I don't want Cena to get it back so early. This is why it would have been so much better to have Kevin Owens have the belt right now and have been feuding with Cesaro, and now I could be feuding with anyone else for that U.S. title. It would be so important, like a Cody Rhodes or even a Stardust, or um, literally anybody, a Ziggler, Rusev, so many people he could be working with, but none instead. Everyone else is just kind of lost in a shuffle. And this, this U.S. title is just kind of stuck. It's stuck in the main event picture, which is not where it's supposed to be. But, um, yeah, uh, Sting showed his personality last week. Um, a lot of people were shitting on it. I, for one, loved Joker Sting in TNA. I loved his personality. I loved his quirkiness. Um, him on the back of the dump truck, just riding off into the sunset like that. He reminded me a lot of the Willy Wonka, so Willy Wonka Sting, I guess. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him Willy Wonka Sting. Come with me, you will be. Da, 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 da. Woo! All right, too much. Um... So yeah, um, right now WWE's in a good spot, even though their ratings have been low. I mean, like really low. But that's because football's back. Um, my Tom Brady's back, featuring New England Patriots, and people just don't really watch TV anymore. Like I, I never watch Raw live. I could have watched it live last night on Monday night, but I didn't. I was like, because it's three hours is such it's a long thing to sit through. And I hate commercials, so I'd rather I watched it around midnight last night and fast forward through all the bullshit I didn't like, and just kept going. Um, so yeah, just looking through my notes here. Where is Cena and all of this? His rematch, but yeah. Um, so where is uh, what happens after Night of Champions is what I'm mainly thinking about, um, especially in terms of Cena, because I don't think he's gonna win his belt back, so I'll just be kind of pointless. Um. So where would he go? I I have no idea. There's really he's kind of run out of things to do at this point. 
Rollins going into Hell in a Cell. Um, I can't see Sting in a Hell in a Cell match. Maybe, I see, I don't know. That's why it's so, it's not a good idea to have two belts. It's just not, because you're booked into a corner. WWE has just been doing this so much with sloppy booking. And like They kind of booked themselves into a situation, and they got to try and book themselves out of it. Um, again, with Sheamus, I think Sheamus is your fail-safe, but uh, Sheamus shouldn't have any belt. He shouldn't even have the briefcase. He is so low, his stock value is in the, it's, it's, it's awful, and it's plummeting even faster than it was already. So he should just not even be a thing. He should not even have the briefcase, so... That's their backup plan, I think, and I just don't even think that's a good one. Um, it's not going to be effective. Uh, Sheamus should stay away from the title picture. He should stay away from Randy Orton. He should be in like a heated feud about the briefcase. Now, I don't like it when the briefcase goes on the line. Um, let them know if they lose it. And you can put, him on, put it on the line, but just don't let them lose it. Like, you chose him to win for a reason, so stick to that and don't take it back like, unless for some reason he's injured. Um, if you go through that ladder match for the briefcase, you should hang on to that briefcase, like, no matter what. Um, but still, they hinted at it. I don't know if Sheamus is going to cash in. Honestly, I don't care. Um, but this all goes back to Cena not dropping the, that loss to Owens, because literally Cesaro, Cesaro and Owens would have, would probably still be in a feud. It would be fantastic. The belt would be legit. Instead, Owens is going for the Intercontinental title, which, you know what, isn't a bad second place. Um, I I do like Kevin Owens going for the belt. I, th I think him and Ryback are going to put on some very, very good matches and a few very good series, and it's something fans should be looking forward to. Let me just lower that so it's not incredibly loud. But just pretty much overall, um, Owens and Ryback on Monday night, they had a pretty good back and forth banter. Um, Ryback's, Ryback's promos are very hit or miss. Like last week it looked like he was reading off a script, like cue cards and whatnot. It just didn't look good. He looked like, he looked like fourth grader reading off a chalkboard. Um, Owens came in with the apple. It's like so. It's like yes, this feud is gonna happen. These two are gonna beat the hell out of each other. Um, per I personally am enjoying Ryback's title reign. Um, he's been another victim of terrible booking, but I think he's good in the ring. Uh, he's good enough in the ring. He's entertaining. He has the he has the fans behind him. So honestly, people give a lot of shit to Ryback that he doesn't deserve. And Owens is gonna elevate him because he can make him do things we've never seen before. And just. It's going to be entertaining. Um, the first match... So this Sunday, I think Ryback's going to win. Um, but eventually, Owens is going to get the title. I think Owens wins at Hell in a Cell. Just to build the feud up. Like, oh, this Monday night, Owens came out with the secret, the book. And he kind of missed a cue. He hit the rope. And then him and Ryback just played off it. And they made it work. It was little... You know, missed mistakes. And they made it work. So, touche to them. Um, the IC, I think Ryback has been the best Intercontinental Champion in recent memory, you know, other than, like, injuries and whatnot. Um, I think once Owens gets it, it will be elevated a little more. I think he needs it more than anyone. Um, since coming off the feud with Cena, uh, he has been booked better. The feud with Cesaro was highly entertaining. They put on incredible matches. It was just, 
it was missing that one thing and it was missing a title. Because now Cesaro is kind of buried. He had a match with Rusev on Monday that didn't really mean anything. So he's getting it lost in the shuffle. Wow, he's so popular. Um, Cesaro is just so over with the fans, but WWE is just not going to do anything with them because they have literally nothing to do. Um, it, if Owens had the belt, Cesaro would be coming off that belt, but he'd still be hot because, you know, he get a few close pinfalls. You can say, you know, he was this close to beating the champion, Kevin Owens, but what's the next move to get back into the title hunt? It's easy booking. Um, but we're looking into the looking into the now. Speaking of awful booking, just ride back with the big show. But I'm just gonna give this a second because I love this song so much. All right. Since I'm going alone, I gotta find a way to entertain myself too. So, whatever. But yeah, going into Ryback's booking. Um, just, he was put in this thing with the Miz. Yeah, I think that's the main problem. Ryback just needs more talents, he needs more feuds, he needs more better booking, he just needs to be fed more. Wake up, it's feeding time. And I think Kevin Owens is that big boy that Ryback needs, like they're both big, like Big Show's Big, but he can't move as well as he used to. Like, if this is Big Show of like 1998, Big Show, like when he's big and he can move and he's agile and he's fast and he's strong, like that would have been a great feud for Ryback. But this Big Show is slower, he's clunkier. If he really has to, he can probably still move. It's not his character anymore, he's older. So, just Ryback just needs better booking. Like, he got injured, so that didn't help, so they had to push off this triple threat match that nobody really wanted to begin with. Um, Miz did a lot to carry this feud. Um, he's been a terrific heel, great on the mic, but bad in the ring. He has been hasn't done anything like worth noting in the ring. Um, so, it's just like, you know, it's like, who, who cares? Um, I think Miz needs to move over to a commentary role or a manager role. He could be the next Paul Heyman. Not literally Paul Heyman, but like that in terms of manager, he could be like the second or third best manager in today's business, which isn't really saying much because there really aren't that many. But he's so good on the mic. He's so good at making people hate him. He can hype up anybody. He can hype up himself so well, he can hype up someone else. This, the question is who to put him with. Literally, someone just put him with someone who can't talk. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. But you know, that's just we'll just have to see what happens, I guess. Um, so, but Big Big Show is having way too much time on TV. Like his feud just lasted too long, and now he's kind of enter exiting that. I don't know what he's gonna do afterwards, but. Like it's again, WWE is just a lot of wait and see things, a lot of wait and see games. So, have to wait and see. Um, like I said, I think this belt is in a good place right now. Even if Ryback comes on top of this feud, I think that's good because he's over. It's not just the feeding more chant. Like the crowd actually likes Ryback, and I actually like. I don't. Just, I really don't understand why the internet hates Ryback. If someone could please explain that to me, I know he's stiff in the ring. I know he hurts, I know he injures talents, but he's not bad on the mic. He's not doing a bad job. 
So this, like, you know, give the guy, give the guy a chance. Like the divas, give the divas a chance. Um, but speaking of chances, um, the tag team division has a chance for the first time in a long time to be to be what it used to be over like 15 years ago. Um, it's just it has the big elevation of um, the New Day, which first of all, the New Day is probably the best this the best thing in the tag team division in the past 10 years. Um, they're this this the most incredible incredible amount of entertainment Just let this play. It's a new day. Yes, yes it, it is. is. Um, hearing that in every single city, just having Biggie's voice, just that preacher voice, which at first was terrible, but he's really honed it in, and it's become great. Um, watching them dance, watching him with uh, what's his name with the Xavier Woods with the trombone. Watching this Kofi just freak out when he gets a pinfall. Watching Biggie's facial expressions. These three are so in tune, and everything they're doing is just working. And if you notice when you're watching Raw, everything they do um, is by their chance. Their chant is no longer New Day Sucks. People are now saying New Day Rocks. And like in other matches, they'll be saying C Nuh Sucks. Or in other, I guess. It's everywhere. The New Day is all over Raw. And this, literally. So, I don't, I don't want to see them lose the belts. Um, I want to see them go over the Dudleys. Now, when the Dudleys came back, I popped, I popped so hard. I was, um, I was in the library because I didn't have internet. This was the SummerSlam after Raw after SummerSlam. I was in the library. I think it was like Wednesday. And when I heard their music, I kind of just jumped out of my seat for a little bit. I don't know if anybody actually noticed, but I literally lost my shit. I texted Christian. I was like, oh my god, it's the Dudley boys. Like, the place erupted. Um, Brooklyn was hot. I mean, they were really hot for the Dudley boys. They came back because I was wondering why the primetime players didn't win the belt, retain the belt at SummerSlam. But then I was like, Okay, now it all makes sense, because New Day is too hot, and nobody wants to see primetime players versus the Dudleys, plus they're both faces. So, um, these guys are going to have a great feud. Um, and I think just overall, I think they're going to put on a great series of matches. Um, picking it, I'm, again, I'm going like the, the Ryback route. I'm picking the New Day in some screwy fashion, some heel fashion to win at Night of Champions. Um, and eventually, um, I just, I think the Dudleys are gonna win in a, some kind of tables, tables match. Like, I don't know if they're gonna do like the old days where they had to put them both through a table, but I think a tables match with, between these guys would be very entertaining. Then again, anything these guys do in general is just entertaining. Um, the raps, the singing, everything. Who would have thought? That like six months ago, everyone was saying New Day is the worst thing ever, and um, if you didn't hear hear them on Jericho's podcast, that's a great listen, because 
they was being real and how Vince thought that gimmick was going to actually work um, and how they made chicken salad out of, you know, chicken shit. So good for them. Um, they're doing amazing. Let's see if I have anything else in my notes. Uh, the Dudleys. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited to see the Dudleys. Um, I think they need a chase, though. Um, everyone knows who they are. Put them in a few more matches. Just have them, you know, have them be screwed. Have them be angry. Put Bubba on the mic because he is excellent on the mic. Just have Diva, just Devon be there to get the tables. Just get really angry. Put some teams through tables. Have, like, not like a, like a, like a contest, but just have them, like, lose and, like, fight the Lucha Dragons or Ascension or whatever and just have them be number one, like a number one contenders match, like, and have them win again, have them work their way up and have them chase, and maybe Hell in a Cell, what's after Hell in a Cell, let's see, September, October, November, Survivor, uh, Survivor Series, you can have them win at Survivor Series, um, anything, just don't have them lose right away, because New Day right now is too good to lose the belts, like, everything they're doing is getting over, literally, um, with Edge and Christian, with the kazoos. This last week, I wish I did a show last week because there was so much I could have talked about. When they were, when Seth Rollins found out he was going to be partnering with the New Day, he was just in the backstage, just like hand over his forehead, like, are you freaking kidding me? While Big E is literally dancing around him with like a kazoo or something. And they're just dancing, having a blast. And Seth Rollins is just like, are you guys freaking kidding me? Like, you said, is this a joke? Is this a joke? Yes, it's a joke. Everything they do is a joke. And it's good that they're not a comedy gimmick. Like, they're not stuck in that mold of a comedy gimmick, like Santino. Which is good for what it is, but this is not what they are. They're more than that. They're a legit tag team. Um, they're excellent in the ring. Their finishing is good. Um, I can't believe it. New Day, New Day is my favorite thing in wrestling. Period. They're my favorite thing in all of wrestling. I'm like, I kind of stopped watching Ring of Honor because I don't get Destination America down here in New York. And I just don't have time to watch it on my laptop. And I kind of lost interest because there was no storytelling. There was no fluidity. It was just it was just all over the place, always. So I, I stopped watching it. Um, I still watch NXT. I mean, Christian was really, very, very into Lucha Underground. At the last week or two of summer, he was just pretty much begging me to watch Lucha Underground. I think I, don't, I wonder if he finished. I wonder if he finished the season yet. Um, but he was flying through it. I told him on my website, you can watch all of them. I watched the first four, and man, Lucha Underground, it's, it's, it's special. It's special, it's a special type of wrestling. Um, it's very unique, and I, I loved it. Again, I don't have the time to watch it. Maybe when season two comes around, because I'm assuming it will. I'll, I should probably get, I'll probably have, I'll find time to watch it, because Lucha Underground is so good. But other than that, um, tag team division has a chance here. It has a chance to do something good. Um, because now we just need the Hardys back. Because New Day is pretty much like Edge and Christian in terms of entertainment and just shenanigans. Probably have to cut a show early tonight because it is currently 8.30 on a Tuesday. And uh, Tuesday, that's Greek night at Hofstra. So, fantastic. Um, so just moving right along to the Divas Revolution. Um, it's garbage. Honestly, it sucks. Um, I kind of stopped caring, to be honest. I kind of stopped watching the matches. Um, how can we fix it? That was something I wrote. So we had a situation last night on Raw where Nikki was both was tied with AJ Lee, but she had to go up against Charlotte. Um, now, what they did, how they ended up doing it, 
wasn't good. And actually, it was very lazy booking and sloppy. But I was sitting there thinking, how could I have booked this? Because you don't want to have Nikki tie AJ. That's lame. Um, you don't want to have her pin Charlotte and make it legit because she's a heel. Um, and you couldn't have Charlotte win clean because then, I, honestly, Nikki, Nikki does deserve the um, longest reigning. I mean, if you're going to get that close, you know, why not? Um, she did get better in the ring. As, as Her in-ring work did improve. Um, you know, being dating John Cena, you probably had some good tips from him because Cena is a good in-ring wor in -ring worker. And it did show. Um, she bulked up. Um, she looks, she's hot as hell. Definitely hotter than her sister. Um, so it just, it would have been very just inappropriate to have her tie AJ. It would have been a slap in the face both to Nikki and to AJ. Just to have them tie and then give Charlotte the belt. Um, obviously I think Charlotte wins at Night of Champions. Good to give her her moment on a pay-per-view with Ric Flair and everything. Get a little taste of it and just give it a full meal. Um, it is good booking. It was a very heel move. It was actually a very good heel move, but I just didn't like it. Um, just, if it wasn't for the passing for the longest title reign ever, it would have been, it would have been a perfectly fine. But since it was for the longest title reign ever, I just think it was just lazy and sloppy. Um, but other than that, the whole Divas revolution is just boring. Lost so much interest. The teams need to go away. I was hoping if they didn't want her to break it. I personally was hoping that Brie Bella would turn again and um, turn on her sister and be like, yeah, I was just playing possum. Like, this is this is what you did to me, like, all last year and, like, maybe connect the storyline. But obviously that didn't happen. Uh, Brie took a fake pin and I thought it was really dumb. Another thing I could have thought happened that was Paige could have turned on Charlotte, but then how would Charlotte get the match at Night of Champions again? Um, so... This booking, I couldn't think of a way to book that any better that would make sense other than those two, but those two really wouldn't work, especially because they tied. Um, if they wasn't, if they weren't tied, it could it could have worked. Like the heel gets to come up, it's right before the glory. Um, but it is what it is. Night of Champion Charlotte's gonna win. Um, hopefully, PCB breaks up, uh, Team Bad breaks up, or whatever. Um, do you want, I will say this though. I did. I did watch the title match because I was actually interested. I was invested. Um, I watched the Sasha Banks match. Anything with Sasha Banks, I'll watch because not only is she like absolutely beautiful, but she's amazing. And this even I think my favorite part about her is probably her mu music. Um, every time it comes on, I just I turn the volume up because it's amazing. Sky's the Limit is the name of it. And it's like this podcast. The Sky's the Limit for this podcast. I'm just going to just play for a second or two. So after Charlotte wins the belt and has a rematch against Nikki, um, I think Paige should turn heel and Paige should um, Paige Paige should get get the uh, title matches against Charlotte. And so I was music, I was distracting. That's all I wanted to hear. 
So um, I think Paige and Charlotte would be a very good feud. Um, Becky Lynch can go up against like Sasha Banks or something. Like, there's so many different combinations you can do is break these teams up. They need to be on their own. They need to grow and learn on their own. And um, let the title let the title flourish. Hopefully, they can change the title, especially with Charlotte, a new era, a new age. Hopefully, fingers crossed, they release a new belt Monday night after Night of Champions. Get rid of the butterfly. You can keep the term diva, whatever. I don't care. Just get rid of the goddamn butterfly. Um, but eventually, Sasha Banks is gonna get in a feud with Charlotte, and it's gonna be just as good, if not better, than it was on NXT. Um, it's gonna be on a bigger stage. It's gonna be better. Um, Maybe around, huh? I don't know. But moving forward now, once these teams break up, I'm hopeful for the women's division. Um, anytime Sasha Banks is on my TV screen, I'll watch cutting a promo on in the ring, whatever. But she's also floating on NXT right now because they announced it for the next Takeover special in October that it'll be Paige, uh, Becky, and Sasha Banks in an Iron. Iron Woman match, because I can't call it an Iron Man match, because that's sexist. An Iron Woman match, and I think that's going to be incredible. I mean, this is, you're talking about revolution. There's the revolution. That's something we've absolutely never seen before. And give them 30 minutes, give them an hour, I don't care. Um, it's going to be perfect. Top to bottom, I think it's going to be great. You do do a Shawn Michaels style, you know, they don't. They go a full 60 minutes. Maybe at the last 30 seconds, someone gets a pin, and that's it. Um, but other than that, yeah, that's where it is. That's where we lie with the Divas division. So, do I really want to talk about Dolph Ziggler and Rusev? Um, no, I don't. Alright, um, so, Braun Strowman. You know, if you follow us on Twitter, KOTL underscore podcast, um, you will see that a while ago, Braun Strowman was a guy chirping us out for some reason, and me and Christian were tweeting at him saying, how oh, you'll never be on Raw, you'll never be a success, blah, 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 and who did I see on my computer screen the night after SummerSlam? Uh, Braun, 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 Um, where the flying hell did he come from, and why? And why wasn't he in NXT first? Um, just... The main question I have to raise with Braun Strowman coming up is, is this really fair to all the guys in NXT who, like, work hard? I'm not saying Strowman doesn't work hard, but, like, people like Tyler Breeze, um, yeah, Tyler Breeze has been there forever. That's really all I can think of. Um, people even like Samoa Joe eventually, or, you know, Ty Dillinger, J Jason Jordan, um, even Tyson Kidd when he comes back. Why not one of those guys? Even Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's been he, Baron Corbin should not have come up first of all. But even someone like him who's been there and like working, uh, Tommy when he's healthy. How come he got to skip all of that? And just go straight to the main roster. But when literally nobody's heard of him. Um it was a ballsy move. Yeah. You know, he's huge. He has a giant beard, and you know what? He fits the part. Um he doesn't have to say much. Um, he's very intimidating. His little chokehold thing looks very, very good. Um, it's a little silly, but it looks effective. His little on-the-shoulder thing, it's finished like the Whirlybird thing. Um, it's not the worst finisher. It's not the best. Um, it's interesting, that's for sure. I mean, it doesn't look like he has, he, he has all this weight, and he's not really using it. In the slam, he's just kind of rolling him off his shoulder. So I don't really understand how it's a finisher. 
But you know what? I stand corrected. And Braun Strowman, you ever hear this? You know what? Fuck you. Um, yeah, fuck you. Uh, yeah, no, just just fuck you. Um, I'm loving the Wyatts though. Um, Wyatt definitely looks better as a leader of a of a group than on his own. Luke Harper is still amazing. Um, but. Uh, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose have a tag team match, and who's the third man? It's not Hollywood Hogan, I'll tell you that much. Um, my thoughts are, here are my top three. From most likely to least likely. I'm thinking it's going to be Randy Orton, because he got attacked, but apparently he might be off TV for a few weeks to do something for something. So maybe not. Um, I hope it's not Randy Orton. It could be Eric Rowan, because he was in the Wyatt family, and now, obviously, he's not. He's also a face on the shelf. Got he has history of being attacked by Luke Harper, so that could work. Also, I hope that doesn't happen. Um, my Dark Horse, who I really, really want, and I think is a pretty good possibility, is The Rock. Um, we heard tonight on Raw um, that Roman Reigns said, You attacked my cousin Jimmy Uso. That's my blood. You're going to pay for that. Well, who else is, cousin, is he cousins with? He always cousins with The Rock. Um, what a surprise that would be. What a shock that would be. Um, it's a great way to get Reigns over. Um, they want to use a tactic to use. They, want, they failed to use The Rock to get Reigns over at Royal Rumble. Um, but now it could work. You know, you have Ambrose. You have, you have Ambrose start the match. He gets beaten down, um, gives a hot tag to Rock, eventually, Rock, Rock just does his thing, gives, gives the tag to Roman, and then Roman gets the spear in the win, and, like, they all hold hands, whatever. Now, the thing, the only thing is, Ambrose is still the sidekick, he didn't do it, he didn't do anything on Raw, he didn't even have to be there, he didn't say a word, nothing, um, not even a match. So that's a little disappointing, but... Um, this is good for, um, I think Ambrose is doing good what he's doing. Um, he's going to break out eventually and he's still going to be a star one way or the other. Um, and he's, he is helping Reigns to become better. Reigns is finding himself with this, which is the most important thing in this feud. The fact that Reigns is finding himself as a character. He, I thought he was perfect on Monday night on the mic. No stumbles. He looked confident. He looked great. And I'm excited for this on Monday, uh, Sunday, rather. Um, another thing saying that Daniel Bryan could be the third man, I just don't think that makes sense. Um, I'm going to say right now it's The Rock. Uh, I think that'll get an amazing pop. That'll pop so hard. It'll be something people will be talking about. And it'll be a surprise, because I don't see anybody on the active roster right now that makes sense. So it has to be someone you're not expecting. It has to be a, a surprise um, something out of left field, and right now the Rock is that something. It would make sense. He comes around every now and then, and you heard it here first, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, my only thing I do want to talk about this is why it looks so good now. Um, they haven't had many matches, I don't think. Um, just this, this, why it's destined to lose another feud. Um, I don't remember the last time he won a feud. Uh, probably Ambrose before WrestleMania, or maybe even before Rumble. I can't remember. Or it might have been right around where Rumble he beat Ambrose for whatever reason in a feud. So that was a long ass time ago, and people kind of forget about it. 
and it kind of meant nothing. Um, I would like Wyatt in a title feud. He's never been in a title feud. He's never wanted or gone after a title. Give this guy something. Uh, once the U.S. title breaks off, give him a run at the U.S. title. Or once Owens gets the IC belt, um, put him up against Wyatt. It is a heel versus heel, so that won't happen. I take that back. Put him up against Eva. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's difficult. But um, we can move on to NXT for a little bit. I didn't really watch NXT that much. So um, just quick thoughts. I think the tag team tournament is cool. I think it's really innovative. Um, it's going to lead to Samoa Joe turning heel on Baron Corbin and there's a title next title, next contender. Um, which is perfect, which is exactly what needs to happen. Cor Baron Corbin is an amazing champion. He needs contenders. It's the same with Bailey. Bailey is an amazing champion. She just needs contenders. Carmella and Dana Brooke are just not going to cut it. Um, they've been debuting some more women. So that's happens. Um, another thing, I, just kinda, I, love, I love Bailey's music too. One thing I will say I love about NXT is... Their music, uh, Samoa Joe's got fixed. It's a lot better now, um, but Bailey's is up there as one of my favorites. It's so like it's just, it's so upbeat. It's perfect. For, it fits her character just beyond perfectly. Like, maybe it's not this something. Um, I mentioned weeks ago how how NXT was in a transition phase. They are still in that transition phase, but um, honestly, I think they're kind of nearing the back end. They are starting to shape stars. Their tag team division with um. Their Vard villains as the champions, I think, is cool. Um, good for them. And I don't know where Enzo and Cass have been, but they've kind of been on their way out. Um, they have Zack Ryder and that other goon. That's that's you know good for NXT. They have Jason Jordan and that other guy, um, Gable, Chad Gable. Um, they're highly entertaining. They're going to be fantastic. They're going to be great in NXT. So they're good. Apollo Cruz. Um, he's still new, but he's someone who could be a contender. You see him going for a belt within the next few months. Uh, another challenger for Balor. You got Samoa Joe. You got Baron Corbin developing as a heel. You still have Rhino in there. Give him a push. Um, I don't know really know what's going on with this tag team t tournament because I kind of missed a lot of it. So that's really it. Uh, Bull Dempsey with his bull fit. Um, reinvented his character, which is something he needed to do. So that, that's good. Um, keep developing him. He's learning. He's getting better on the mic. He's, he just needs time in the ring. He needs time to actually work in the ring. We saw that takeover, what he can kind of do when he lost to Samoa Joe. And it was an okay match. He still needs more work. But on the TV tapings and NXT, don't just give him squash after squash. Give him time to work and develop and use his moves and skills on some other guys. Um... And he still have not get the win. So when he's ready to go into an actual feud, he can actually go 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and eventually 20, 25 minutes for a title vein. Because um, I think eventually you will see Baron Corbin take the belt from Finn Balor in, like, in a long, long time. I think Balor's going to hold this belt for a 
extremely long time, at least until Hideo Itami and Sami Zayn come back. Because um, then this, then once they come back, you're going to have some developed talent. So they're still in the transition phase, um, but they're doing a good job of it. I had my doubts, but they're proving me wrong. Um, I'm confident in NXT. I'm confident in Triple H and his booking. Just unlike... WWE's booking. The booking is just sloppy. It's lazy. And hopefully it changes. Because football season's coming up. So it's kind of their lull period until Royal Rumble. But I thought last night's Raw, their quote-unquote season premiere, I thought it was great. I thought it was a very good show. Um, every, everything kind of, it kind of flowed. It didn't, it didn't like fly by. But for what it was, I liked seeing Sheamus versus Cena. I thought they had, an, I thought they had a good match. Actually, I thought they had, I thought they had a pretty very good match, actually, for what it was. Maybe um, Sheamus cost Cena the belt, because you don't want Cena to lose clean again. You don't want Sheamus to co- cost Cena the belt, and then Sheamus tries to catch it, and then Cena comes down, and they start a feud. I think that's what, I think, no, that's what I think is going to happen. You see, Sheamus cost Cena the U.S. belt, for because he's an asshole. Um, then Cena, just when he tries to cash in, just stops him, and then they get in a feud. Maybe over the briefcase, maybe not, but that's where Cena goes from here, moving away from the U.S. title belt, get Sheamus moved away, actually doing something. I think that would, be, I honestly think that would be a pretty good feud. Um, I think the internet would hate it, honestly. I think a lot of people would just boo the shit out of it and be bored, but I personally think it would be good. I, I liked that match. They beat the hell out of each other. They're very physical, both of them. Sheamus attacking the nose. So I, th- I think overall that's a good way to go. But we're nearing 45 minutes here. So I think, you know what? This just might be a good... It is. Alright, you've been listening to the 15th episode of the Kings of the Rings podcast. Willy Wonka Sting is going to be the title. It's because, I don't know, I thought it was spontaneous and off the top of my head. So, I am your host, it's me, it's me, it's Willie T. You can find me on the Facebook, find me on Twitter, that's at Will Tarashuk, T is in Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. And of course, the podcast is still on Twitter. I will be live tweeting uh, Night of Champions this Sunday. Join the conversation, tell me what you think. Tell me what happens when you think a Dudley Boys is probably going to win the tag team by titles. And see how much I don't like it, but you can just tell me how much you love it, and I'll probably end up loving it too. Um, that Twitter handle, of course, is Kings of the Rings Podcast, K-O-T-R underscore podcast. Go to that Facebook page, give it a like. Um, honestly, just join, go to iTunes, subscribe there, comment, review. Um, tell your friends, get some listeners now that I'm back in the school year, back in the schedule. Um, hopefully, Christian will be back, maybe some more AK. I might have some more guests, some more of my friends who love wrestling come on to talk and shoot the shit. You never know. It's the Kings of Rings podcast. We're still young. We're still growing. We're still in a, We're still in development stage. But you know what? I'm back. I'm back in the New York. And I'm here every week. I'm in my room. I have the Wi-Fi. I have the internet. And I have the motivation to do this podcast every single week. So I'm going to try and make that promise for once a week. Again, Will Tarish, Ortiz and Thomas, A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Christian Snart here. But it's time. It's time. It's Kings of the Rings time. And it is time to say goodbye just for one more week. One more week. Maybe two. We will see. But next time, I will be here. God willing. God fuck it. I don't know. I'm tired, and I want to go have some fun, so I will see you on the other side. 